I will not die easily. I am a warrior. Cool, so what's up? Uh, nothing. I just moved to North Carolina like a week ago, so oh. it taught me at a good time. I'm like in a home. I painted it pink. I see the pink, yeah. You're surrounded yeah. by pink, yeah. So things are actually good. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So what did you, what happened? Did you move from, like, what what was the, what happened? Oh my god, it's been a story, dude. Um, well, you know, let's see. So a lot of stuff with the, the French guy, things kind of, things kind of went downhill. Oh I yeah, I didn't know anything about the French guy. Yeah. What, do you want this, do you want the French guy stuff in the interview? We can keep that in there if you're cool with that. Oh, is this in the interview? Um, <laughs> well, sure. What? Don't really, it's probably not very interesting. He was going to move to, I moved to Texas, he was going to move to Texas with me for, you know, we were going to get married for Oh yeah? <laughs> Yeah, we were, and then everything kind of went downhill for a lot of different reasons. And just then, like you didn't like the cheese or the baguettes, or yeah, yeah. I finally figured out he just smells like fucking brie all the time. I, <laughs> I knew I just couldn't live with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. I don't like brie either. Yeah, and he always had a baguette in his hand, and he was just like, "Hold my hand." He's like, "No, I got this baguette here." Made it really hard to get close. There was always a baguette like right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just a baguette in between us. Jesus. You know? Yeah. That's kind of awkward. That's a, that could be a euphemism, I guess. Anyway. Did um, he move to the U.S. with you? He was going to, like, literally right before I had moved, and then he was supposed to. He was supposed to move to Texas, and then, you know, with the with the Trump thing. And oh yeah, yeah. Things. Yeah. Good timing, and um, and then a lot of you know, a lot of stuff, and eventually, Texas didn't work out, so I moved back to my parents, my one of mom's in Bemidji, Minnesota, and now I left after like Bemidji. Bemidji. That's a real place. It's actually in Fargo, the the TV show. Ah, yeah, yeah. I I only saw the movie. I only saw Fargo the movie. The TV show is really good. The first season is good. It takes place in my hometown. So ah. It was a tiny frame of reference. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so now, now I'm finally here, and I'm ready to start, like, living a life again and drawing. And well, your teeth look good. My teeth look good. Your teeth look good. They're super clean. Thank do, you. Do you drink coffee? Oh. This I guess you... the second one of the day. Oh, nice. Yeah. I see you yeah. kept the French press. Like, do you, does it make you miss your old boyfriend? <laughs> should, I, should I smash it and switch to a Chemex just for the sake of it? Are these actually French? I think French people don't really drink drip coffee. Like, I mean, this is like... I don't, I, think know. It's, I don't know why it got called the French press. I mean, maybe it was like a French guy, a French salesman that came to the U.S. and started selling it to people, and they were like, oh, it's French. You can sell anything if you put, like, something French above it. Like, here, there's, like, a weird set of three shops in this, like, I'm in Raleigh, you know? And there's a set of, like, three shops next to each other that all, like, have French words, but all the French in it is wrong. So it's, like, Le Farm Bakery, which is, like, you'd say Le Ferme, but it's, like, wrong. And then there's, like, like La Belle Boutique, and it's, like, just the shittiest stuff, but it's, like, French words in it. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people feel exotic. 
I actually used to, like, I've been asked this before about living in Europe. Like, um, do you speak European? Like, I've been Wait, asked that before. Asked this? <laughs> I won't tell you who asked me that because I'm too ashamed, but. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Do you, though? Do you, do, you, do you speak European? Uh, yeah, I speak European. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, with the accent. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so let's, let's get into it then, I guess. Let's see. Um, talk about mental health. That's great. I mean, I think that we should, we should just like get totally personal and tell all of our secrets. I don't, you think so? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, but yeah, I think mental health is important to talk about because, um, the stigma behind it is starting to get better or it's starting to get like more. Uh, accepted because people are talking about it more. So yeah, I think it's important to talk about that. Yeah, if you think so, I was either I can either because a lot of my art journey like is parallel to my mental health, mm -hmm. and so I'm, like it's kind of hard to avoid it when I talk about like my life as an artist. Okay. Um, but I can just avoid it and talk more about like the art, eh, whatever could be more interesting. No, I'm actually gonna do different. Like I'll, I'm gonna do different videos for that. Like I'm gonna have a separate kind of section for specific like techniques and stuff. But the mm -hmm. the long interviews are just like getting to know an artist and like talking about life as an artist and the journey and kind of the problems that happen. And yeah, so. So when you, when you, like, I don't know when the moment was or if it was like a singular moment or, but when you like knew that this was like the path that you wanted to really give a shot at, like, what did you expect or like, what did you want out of that? Well, for me, I think like art just kind of like happened so naturally in my life. Like, as I was growing up and becoming an adult human, it was just something that I always, like, was constantly doing. Mm -hmm. uh, just every kind of art. Like, just I just had to be drawing, which is kind of a cliche, I think, artist thing. It's like, yeah. growing up, I just, like, found myself constantly drawing. I never, like, I grew up in, like, a, my dad is a scientist. Uh, or, you know, he teaches physics. He's a teacher. I don't know if scientist is even a word people use. <laughs> like, it sounds like a, like a mad scientist. I don't know. <laughs> They must use that. Yeah, people say scientists. Anyway, um, so I grew up thinking I should, like, study science or something. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the cliche, yeah, like, I just was drawing constantly. Um, becoming a career, it's more like when I started doing characters, it was just a job that I found on Craigslist, and I was already drawing constantly, and I applied. When I started doing it, it was, of course, like, so hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and... Um, you know, like, I just was horrible, and tons of rejections, tons of, like, just pure anxiety and horror, but, like, as I was doing it, and as I was working, like, you know, you have, a, when I first started, like, really working at it, and had, like, a first 12-hour shift, and, like, just, like, cranking them out, and making money, and, like, feeling really good, it was, like, the first time that my brain, like, totally turned off, and, oh. uh, yeah, it was, like, this click moment of, like, oh, my God, this is, like, the first time I've ever really felt good, like, working and doing something and making something and it was it was not like I had decided to be an artist but just like doing that like drawing and making money and like like the making money was like secondary because it was just like this is so cool even though it's hard so it, it kind of just slowly developed yeah from there. yeah 
So did you have any any idea of what you wanted out of that or you just knew right away like I just want to do this? Like I don't I don't care like what that looks like, I just want to do this. Yeah, I think I think the second the, the latter. Um it's I mean even still I don't necessarily know. Um I'm like someone that's constantly changing and moving and like looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really like um Scatterbrained is like the negative version of it, but maybe like creative and um, entrepreneurial spirit is like the better way to say it. But I'm just the kind what? of like every was that French? Did you just use huh? French? The what no. spirit? Like on on is that what you say? Entrepreneurial. Entrepreneurial. Oh, entrepreneur. Yeah, that's French. Yeah. Entrepreneurial. I think yeah. I'm saying that right. Yeah. Maybe I think it actually must be a French word. Though. You're pronouncing it more French than like Americans usually pronounce it. Most people uh, say like entrepreneur. Okay, but yeah, yeah, entrepreneurial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it could be like this. So um, I'm not. I'm always kind of like like with COVID. I'm like really trying to adapt to um, something new, and I'm and I'm working on something now. And hopefully, it works out. It's not necessarily art related, but like. It's creative, so everything that I do is always going to combine art, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, even now, I'm not like, I'm working, like, I don't like school. I don't do well in school. Um, it's not the way I learn, I guess. Um, so I've never been like, I'm working as this artist to go to school to be a 3D, whatever. You know, like, these kinds of things you can do, and it's a very set path. Mm, yeah. I kind of like, I don't know, I'm always looking for the next thing and the next way to still do art. Mm. But I think is that answering your question enough? Like I don't necessarily have a. Uh yeah yeah I think so. I mean it's it's not it's not like a singular moment for you. It's just something that like you're you're it's a process of discovery, is what it sounds like. Which is what it's been like for me too. I thought that there would be a path, but um, I guess really I didn't go to the right school for like a path right after school. So I kind of had to make my own way. And I think you and I are in the same like that. Like, I, I think that kind of is the way it's meant to be for me anyway, just because that's mm-hmm. just the way my mind works. And I like to try new challenges all the time and, and try different things and build different businesses or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, which I think is really cool that you do that. Like, clearly now you're branching out and doing cool new things. Yeah, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I started it, like, three years ago. Um but it was a lot of work and then I stopped and then I guess when I sufficiently forgot how much work it was I started it again because <laughs> it's a lot it's still a lot of work but um, I, I'm gonna stick with it this time I think COVID helped with that like the COVID scenario has helped with that because it's given me something to do with my time yeah totally and talk to people and connect but uh, so how did you how did you get into that? You said like, were you going to art school at all, or did you just get straight into it from the job you found on Craigslist? Yeah, I didn't go to art school. Um, I went to like initially. I had gone to just a month of college and then dropped out. Um, yeah, I was just working at a cafe um, and went right into it and just. Ever since then, you know, I just did characters and worked for different companies and, like, self-taught, I guess. Mm. Mostly I've learned just from other artists, like, working with and, yeah, people teaching me how to paint and draw and color and just working next to an artist. And, like, I think that's 
that's like the best way that I learned yeah. is like by application. So like you're doing something, you're watching something, and you're applying it, and it makes a lot of sense to me that way. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, always tends to learn. Yeah, I think that's like that even if you get into the industry that people, you know, you get into a company and then you get taught like most of what you know from that from that company or from the people who are working with you. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the problems and stuff that you did face. I mean, you, you were talking, you mentioned mental illness or mental, uh, mental health. Like, what kind of obstacles have come up since you became an artist? Like, you were working at different companies, but, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have, like, these obstacles in our life that are, like, external. Like, you know, we need to learn how to draw a hand or something, or we need to learn this color technique. But then we yeah. have all of these other like internal kind of existential problems like being artists and being inquisitive and curious and and not really usually accepting things kind of at face value as much as other people. So like what what did you run into or what were some roadblocks that you ran into? Um well I guess it's less of what roadblocks I ran into like, while doing art as a character artist, or art in general? Well, it kind of is. It's more like, before becoming a character artist, I really was suffering a lot with, um, like, anxiety. I had an eating disorder for, like, most of my life, and, um, then, like, when I started doing characters is when, it didn't, like, go away, of course, but it was, like, the, the only thing that I found that I was even able to do, like, in school, like, going to college, I was too... I had, like, panic attacks constantly, and I just could not focus, so I just couldn't do it. Hmm. And then doing other jobs, it was, like, something about, like, even just working at a cafe was, like, okay, because you're running around constantly, and it kind of fulfilled my anxiety of, like, i just moving constantly and talking constantly, and I can kind of, like, keep up with that that way. Mm-hmm. But something about the art was, like, especially character art was, like, the, the social interaction, because you're talking, right? You're supposed to be talking. And then the movement of your hand, and then, like, the creative side of your brain like it's just so much energy put into it at once like any character artist knows this it's just like such a focus that I was like finally I don't know like I could just do this and not think about anything else and like by the end of an eight-hour day I was just tired mm-hmm. <laughs> like it wore me out enough and it just like something that clicked so it's almost like it's like when I don't do characters it's really hard in that way like with COVID I, I could tell like shit you know what am I gonna do because yeah. um, I find it hard to do art just sitting at home because it's like you're taking away all those elements of like the talking and like the speed and the energy and you're just there and you have like a deadline so I really don't like doing um, commissions I got more into murals lately I did a mural for somebody in their basement so I'm really trying to get to that because it's it's more active and it's interesting and it's like using my whole body and moving and yeah, you should send me a um, picture of that. I'll put that up. I saw, oh, yeah, okay. I saw it. It looked cool, but I didn't get a very good look at it. Okay, yeah. I'll send it. It's, it's fine. It's my first one. He's like, just do whatever you want. Make it colorful. Yes. What a good way to start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it's interesting um, because you like what you talk about with that. Like, it's basically a, a flow state that you're talking about, and you know, I think at least three other artists have brought that up since I've been interviewing people. Um, and then AJ, you know, the first guy I interviewed, he, um, you know, he overcame the agoraphobia with, mm-hmm. with caricatures. 
So it's interesting. It's, there's like a parallel. You know, a lot of people have kind of like some internal problem that they ha they face and like caricature or whatever their art form seems to soothe that. And yeah. you know what I think it is? And we, we talked about The Power of Now the, by Eckhart Tolle. Or Eckhart Tolle. And um, I think it's basically what he's saying in that book is like it allows us to be in the moment by like our our mind identification and like our like incessant chatter in our brain is shut off and we're able to just like flow and and be like in the moment moment by moment as we're drawing because you really have to if you only have five minutes to draw a face I mean you really have to be focused yeah absolutely I have, and I, I don't know about you, but it, it sounds like we have a similar similarity there. It's like I have a problem staying focused. And whenever I'm able to find something that like really is like forces me to focus, it's like soothing somehow. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I still get caught up in my head. Okay. And those are my mediocre, those are my caricatures that are mediocre. Yeah, when you're just like, it's, well, when you need it long enough, it becomes muscle memory, and then I suck, and then you're just, not for yours, but you know. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yours are always good, but yeah, right. <laughs> when they suck, when I'm just like, okay, what are we thinking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but there is there is something interesting about it is that, like, for me, I can feel, I can almost feel before I draw it that it's going to be a good one. And, and mm -hmm. I can definitely feel it like when I start drawing because it's almost like there's no energy up here. It's just like happening here and like the interaction in the space between me and the customer, you know, that's where all the energy is happening. It's not caught in my head. And I can, I can actually feel that as a physical feeling and the drawings always turn out much more interesting and better, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, the customer likes it more too because they can feel the same thing, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, the excitement about it instead of total. So is that what you meant by, like, mental health? I think mostly. Only other stuff. I mean, it's, like, a constant thing. So what else I would say about it is, like, for me, working as an artist has been, like, a constant, um, like, upkeep, I guess, of, like, mental health, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, like, just managing anxiety and like self-confidence as an artist and for me as somebody who like didn't study art I guess of like like I still have so much left to study like I kind of went from like working as an artist to like now going backwards and studying all the basics like I was working as a caricature artist drawing characters and like you know just kind of park sketches and things like that um to like now I'm the last probably two years I've really put a lot of time and energy and um into figure drawing and studying like just like the structure of the face and mm. shaping and um different like I didn't even know line weights until like three years ago maybe and like just the change that that made in my art and I really still want to study um everything <laughs> but yeah. like just like coloring coloring with prismacolor um pencils uh -huh. yeah just like getting the really nice like lighting down to something I'm focusing on now um which has gotten better for a while but I still have so far to go but like having the self-confidence to like be okay with where I'm at while also wanting to get so much better and not being like like I'll have a day where I'm just like I'm so bad I like can't even get myself to draw a day like how can I even like 
you know, how can I post anything on Instagram or like, how can I show up as an artist when there's like, everybody is better. And like, you just have this like pitfall of like, Oh my God, how can I do this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? It's so embarrassing to being like, it's okay that I feel like that. I still need to keep drawing. I still need to like keep working. Like you won't always feel so shitty. Like you'll have a day again where you feel confident and proud and you'll have that customer that's just like, you're incredible. And, yeah. You know? Well, let's talk a little bit more about anxiety because I, you brought up a lot of points right there that are, I think we should talk about. Like, for example, you know, you're talking about these days that we have that we're, you know, comparing ourselves to other people and we feel really shitty or our work's not good or, you know, everybody has off days. Um, but you talked about just like feeling it and accepting it and then walking through it or like working mm -hmm. through it. And I think that's just... You know, it seems like overly simplified, um, but for me, that's been that's been basically how I work through it. You know, it's like, you know, meditation is a big help for me with that. You know, I think anyone who has a mind like that should practice meditation because, you know, to be able to like observe what's happening and not get drawn into it. Um, the pun was intended, by the way. But to be able to, like, observe something and sort of, like, sit in the theater and, like, watch the circus of your mind and watch the circus of your emotions from a back seat and not get involved with it um, and then just keep putting one foot in front of the other anyway is, like, really important because, yeah, I mean, art is hard, you know? It's definitely not an easy thing. It takes constant work and it's, like, it's a, it's a road, you know, it's a road to mastery. Yeah. I think that's a good way to see it too with the in meditation I'm working on. So I think that's, that's cool. And something that I need to incorporate as well, because I do it my own way, but that's probably better as well. Um, I feel like it's also something that you can incorporate. Like, and for me, it's been something that I've incorporated into like everything in life. Like you can't wait to live basically. And why I think characters is a really cool form of art, um, because it's like, you have to show up, you know, you can't like, you know, you can't erase it, you can't just be like, okay, I'll, I'll send it to you in a week, you can't just keep changing it, you just have to keep showing up over and over again and doing it, and like, uh, in my life, like I, you know, when I had more like panic attacks, and like when I was a teenager and really struggling, it was like, I just wouldn't show up, like I was too afraid, or I was too like self-conscious, or too like... Like, I'm not good enough, you know, I'm not going to be out in the world and just, like, hide myself more. But, like, you know, like, and it's still almost the same feelings that I'll have, but just never letting those feelings, like, be too much to not be part of the world. Um, and, like, for everything, you know, even, like, with, I think of it now with, like, all the activism going on mm -hmm. uh, in the United States. And, like, not being afraid to, like, put yourself out there to, to be like, part of the activism and to educate yourself and not like, you know, admitting that you're not perfect and you're not like, you don't know enough and just, but still like trying to do better all the time and like showing up. So you don't have to be like the most educated, the most, you know, woke, the, I don't know, whatever. Like you don't have to be all these things. You just have to keep showing up and like doing your part ever, for everything. And, and yeah. So <laughs> I think it translates to like every like art and like your appearance and the world so I guess that's where mental health comes in through all that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's, that it's, 
It does. It's more. It's also like a universal problem. Like it, it, it's not necessarily having to do with like let's say a mental disorder or like some kind of thing that we label no. as anxiety or like whatever. It's there's there is like these kind of ubiquitous problems that people have of like low esteem or like they feel guilty when they stand up for themselves or you know this this is particularly true with artists I find um, or like lack of self acceptance and like uh, perfectionism and all of that and yeah I agree with you totally like for me caricature has been not just a career but it's been it's like a therapy um, because you know like when you have to it's easy when I go out and I'm having a good day and I'm drawing and like all my drawings are looking good and like I'm feeling like the sun is shining and you know the birds are <laughs> chirping and there's a cool breeze and everything's great it's easy to, high five in the yeah, <laughs> it's, it's easy to like say oh yeah that's going to be like 25 bucks or whatever and take the money for it but there's a lot of days I would say probably like a quarter of the days, like, I don't feel like that. It feels like shit, or the drawings feel mediocre, or I feel like whatever, blah, blah. And I still have to ask for the money, you know? And I still have to, like, maintain that same standard of, like, this is my price, this is what I'm going to ask for, and, like, if they don't like it, then, you know, they can, they can go away, that's okay, but, like, um, take it or leave it, you know, like you, it forces you to kind of like not be a perfectionist because there's no way you can make a perfect drawing in five minutes anyway. And then it also forces you to like stand up for yourself, even if you don't feel like it. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that you mentioned that, that I notice a lot is like, I used to get sucked into that feeling of not standing up for myself or pointing out what was bad or not working with the art instead of just letting the customer enjoy it. And now I have this ability, I owe a lot of it to caricature, but I have this ability to just say, oh yeah, there's that feeling again. Like there's that thought again. Like I can kind of watch it walk by like it's a dog or something walking in front of me and I don't have to like get pulled into it. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, yeah, it's kind of the meditation, like, seeing things still in front of you. Yeah. And, like, not, you know, like, a lot of thoughts to go. And then, like, you're like, what up, thoughts? And then, like, just let them yeah. go. Yeah. Because they'll always change. Want to. But um, I do want to bring this up because, um, well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just bring it up and we can talk about it or not. But uh, I want to talk about, like, what problems that are challenges that you've had specifically like as a female artist or if you feel like there's been specific issues or not at, like being a female artist? Um, there's like overall not like a lot. Um, the main issues are kind of like typical female issues in general I guess like working I had it happen maybe like 10 times total, which is a little bit significant working for like um, companies. And people like would ask if I'm the receptionist, like for the, which seems like a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre, but like the receptionist for the character artists. Oh, like, you yeah. know, it's like me standing um, next to a guy and like the two of us are kind of like hustling, you know? 
And um, they'd be like, oh, so I do, I give you the money, and then who draws me? I'm like, no. Did you, you know, ever like, get that? Did you ever get that from women? Did women ever ask you that? No, it was always always a met. old white guy, right? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> say yes. And it's always just kind of like irritating. Um, but it, I mean, it wouldn't happen that often. So it's not like something I'm like, this is something I'm going to really talk about. But so that would be one thing. Um, did you ever say yes, sir? Uh, I'll take your money, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it and walk away. Yeah, I yeah. I don't want to work. Yeah. Is there anything else I can get you? Can I get you a drink? Have a seat. <laughs> Would you like a lemonade? Yeah. <laughs> like 1950s Hollywood. Yeah. Other than that, um, I think... I don't know if I've had much else. Just typical like sexual harassment, not from like anyone I've worked for, but from like customers, I guess. Like saying gross stuff. Yeah. Wait, think it would be not, you know, like guys just getting a caricature just to be kind of creepy, but that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I Maybe it is a big deal. I, mean, I, I shouldn't negate these things. Um, I don't know. Nothing, nothing, I wouldn't say anything so significant. <laughs> Do you feel like there's any expectations or anything of you that are different? Because I put a post up on Reddit and I asked uh, if, if like the women there had any like particular problems with being an artist and some of them said like they felt like they were expected to draw in a certain way like like they weren't able to uh, this particular woman like said she didn't feel like she was really able to like get into the gnarly shit because she was a woman and she felt like the expectation was like she would draw cute stuff all the time Mm -hmm. Like, do you ever, I mean, that's just an example. Like, is there anything that you go through with that or? Um, I would guess that that would be an expectation. I don't care, I guess. Mm -hmm. I've always like really liked like being like the macabre and um, mm -hmm. like creepy stuff and like horror was my favorite thing growing up. What's your um, favorite horror movie? But as I'm sitting behind this pink wall. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. obsessed with The Shining. I know like every to it. Really? Huh. Okay. Yes. Especially the staircase scene is like, oh my god, it just kills me. You know the like, history. Just... You know the history behind that, right? Oh, uh, like how many like shots they did? Yeah, it? yeah. I think yeah. maybe you told me about that. Yeah. And she oh, had, <laughs> she had to get some therapy afterward, right? Because she was because yeah, it was like I mean, traumatizing think... for real, like the drug. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I like stuff like that. So, I, I don't think, I've never felt like, I like cute, I mean, I painted my kitchen pink yesterday, so I obviously like cute stuff too, but. You like psychological like thriller? Huh? You like psychological thrillers, or you like gory stuff, or is it like all, all of it? I like gore. <laughs> you like Evil Dead? Yeah, for sure. Oh man, that one's, that one's so good. I love that movie. I mean, zombie gore is like. One of the best. I like Reanimator. Like I really like like Campy Gore a lot. Oh, then you like the B movie stuff then, right? Yeah, I, I almost I may prefer that over. I don't like. Have you like, ever seen a uh, Puppet Master? No. Oh man, I have so many good B movie horror gory B movie recommendations. Did you like Hellraiser? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, send me a list. I need some more. I've gotten less into horror lately. I think maybe it's like a COVID thing, like the obsession with, what are you saying? Um, what's that word? Productivity. Okay. Um, like, I'm kind of falling into that of like, ah, I do everything, and then I'm basically doing nothing and just like walking backwards in my house and painting it. <laughs> but um, eating a lot, um, making bread. Oh, yeah? Uh, but... What's oh yeah, so I've been watching a lot of horror movies, but I would like to. You know, so, so why not? Um, I guess the next question is like, what do you? Maybe you don't have a picture of it, but is there a picture that you have of what the ideal life as an artist for you is? And if that is, if that does exist, like, what does that sort of look like? Um. For me, what I kind of came to terms with, I was talking to my friend Chris Chua about this, mm-hmm. which probably Rhonda listens podcast and listen. Um, you think recently. he listens? Is he listening? What? Right now? He better listen. No, we're not, we're not live actually, now. We're not live, but... Him. Oh yeah, good point. Um, well, I was talking to him about like our different... We were talking about I think our, like, our different, like why we do art a bit. And like for me, it's all about community. Like... Um, First, I mean, I guess I got into art, as I said before, like, first as, like, it just felt so good, the mm-hmm. anxiety and just, like, passion for drawing, um, but, like, finding, I think when I, I really decided I was going to, like, be an artist and, like, go for art was when I went to the first caricature convention, which is, you know, everyone says this, but um, it was like, oh, my God, this is, like, so cool to be, even though I'm kind of quiet, especially in big groups, like, I just kind of, I'm like, what's up, um, and people kind of think I'm weird, <laughs> but, um, they would be correct. <laughs> you got that right. Um, but it was like the first time I really, well, I don't know, I really felt like part of something. And it's so cool to be part of something so unique as like an adult, I guess. Like not a lot of adults who work are part of such a unique like group of humans that work in, together and like it's actually their jobs Yeah. most of us. Um, I was like, this is really awesome. And so whatever I do with art, I want it to be with people. Like it's like my main purpose. My main purpose is just to like bring people closer to my life, and like to connect me to the world and other people to each other Mm -hmm. somehow. So I've always envisioned more of like less of like I've I've never really cared about becoming like an artist for like the sake of like I want to have I want to be famous or I want to like be featured in a thing or win an award. I just I've never really cared. Um, more just like I want to keep doing art like either if it's positive vision some sort of like mental health art community building so part of me like staying in the same city now like I moved to Raleigh and I'm like thinking I'll stay here for a while mm-hmm. uh, is starting to do something like that and like getting more community and getting more like art focused in that way mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of more my vision just keep doing art. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, just making stuff. And, yeah, it's just, it's just so cool. So you just want to stick with, at the moment anyway, you just want to stick with the creation part of it. Like, you don't have any idea of, of like, teaching or mentoring or anything like that? Yeah. Um, not necessarily. It's Everything's kind of happened naturally in my life up to this point. Like, things just kind of, like, something happens. 
and then my life goes this way, and then it kind of is like, it's got its benefits, and it's downfalls, and then something happens, and it goes this way, and it's got its benefits, and it's downfalls, and I'm just kind of riding it, and as long as I'm, like, staying true, it all sounds really, but, like, as long as I'm staying true to, like, myself and what I care about, it seems to just kind of do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just telling myself, like, it's all happening <laughs> for a reason, everything's fine, you know? Yeah, but uh, why not yeah. tell yourself that? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, like, I thought this might be your answer because my other question was, like, what is standing in the way of that? But it sounds like your philosophy is not really... You're avoiding, like, things standing in the way just by accepting things as they come and, and using your love of creating art as your compass, really. So it seems like being flexible and accepting change and, like... I hate to use this phrase, but going, kind of going with the stream of life or like going with the flow is in a way kind of like in, in indestructible because it's so flexible, you know? Yeah, I, I think, think so. That's, I think that's the, a, a better way to look at it than like what's standing in the way or what are the, what are the challenges. I think a better way to look at it is more like... Um, you know, like, how can I use what's happening in my life right now to my advantage as long as it, like, leads in the general direction of me being creative and making artwork? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's just, like, also understanding, like, I'm really into, like, the hero's journey. I think we've talked a bit about this. Mm -hmm. Like, the Odyssey. Right? That's the Odyssey? Yeah. Well, it's, like, um, Joseph Campbell. Joseph yeah, the hero's Campbell, journey. yeah. Yeah. So, um... It's like, you know, you do your thing and then you have that point of understanding when it's like time to come back to your community and like um, share what you've learned, basically. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like super under important to know that in your life, like when that time has come for you. Not like, it's also kind of like intense, so like when it's time to die. No, more of like, um, I don't know, like I think, I don't know, I'm a bit young, you know, young and old sometimes, but like. I'm feeling a bit like that, like I've done a lot of traveling, um, and I'm not like done traveling or anything like this, but like I'm feeling like I've done some stuff in life and I'm getting more to the point of like I'm ready to like you know, mentorship or, not that I'm like a, it sounds weird because I'm not, like, I haven't learned everything about art at all, but like whatever my like, life experiences have taught me, it's like time to kind of start doing what I can to bring that back to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that'll keep repeating in my life. Hopefully, like, um, like I'll learn more, and then I keep returning this. But I think that's always important thing to remember: is like what you're, what you're, where you are, and like your hero's journey. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And then, yeah, I mean, like, which then obstacles are always part of that. So if it's like what's standing in your way of getting to your goal, it's like knowing that it's not like one thing. It's just gonna keep. Like in my life, you know, it's always something new. There's always something good, and there's always something bad. So it's like just. Knowing that there's going to be another bad thing or there's going to be another hard thing, but like what you've learned, you can, you know, like being flexible and like um, resilient or adaptable, all those good things. I like yeah. to be able to know that you're, you're, you've like learned enough to keep continuing um, and that, you know, it's not like going to be, you know, I think there's these charts, which is like if people in recovery know this kind of thing, it's like um, life isn't like this, it's like this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, you're going to keep going up, but it's probably going to be like that. Yeah, they talk about that in the book uh, Mastery, and they actually have the chart in there, which is like, 
on the road to mastery, like you have a little jump, but then you're on the plateau for a really long time and you don't feel any growth or anything happening. It feels like you're just kind of wasting time. And then all of a sudden, bam, you have like another jump. And it's because whatever you've been working on while you've been on that plateau has become internalized and you do it automatically. You don't have to think about it anymore. It just happens automatically. It becomes, you know, muscle memory. Um, and then you, but then once you get to the next plateau, you're on that for a really fucking long time. You know, it's kind of like when you're starting with a sketch and you get the sketch, like that's really fast. And then when you're like go in and working on all the small details, like that takes so much longer than actually just building the sketch, you know, like the details take longer. So it's a book. Yeah, it's really good. I'll actually find it then. That it's, sounds cool. I can, I can send it to you. I can send you the message. Um, okay. Man, there's another thing you said that I for, that I want to talk about, but I forgot. So oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, like you said, it's like, you know, coming back and sharing what you know. I think for me what it is is it's like I always knew things, but I didn't have the language for them when even when I was a small child. And it's taken me up until like a certain stage in my adulthood where – I got the language for that, like to explain these truths and this wisdom. And it's like when I finally figured out how to say it or like ways to express it, I always thought, why did they not teach me this in school? Like, why is this not a primary thing? It's because we we're going through all these things in life, but we, you know, when you get older, you start to see the patterns, you know, and you start to like, pick up these little bits of wisdom here and there and then they all sort of add up at a certain point and you're like wait a minute why didn't I know this back then you know so yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you I feel like I feel like we do have a responsibility to like go back and and like try to share it with people you know I'm not so sure that they're ready to get it though you know I think maybe people have to like experience it for themselves you know like the youth and life you mean just yeah, yeah. Like when you're when you're in your twenties, like you can't imagine like death. You know, like you're you're ne you're you know. But then when you're in your thirties or you're getting closer to forty, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not looking forward to that. I still kind of feel like I'm gonna live for a while, so I hope so. Yeah, no, I don't mean like. I just mean like the concept becomes more real, like when you have friends dying and stuff. This really yeah. took a dark turn. This is not where I wanted to go with this. <laughs> well, the skeleton in the back isn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let me see if I have anything else for you. Oh, what's getting your goat today? What's bothering That's... you today? What's is there something on social media? Is there like a meme that's pissing you off or? I mean. Um... Is there a bird outside your window that chirps and bugs you? Is there a color that's getting your goat? I would say um, my neighbor. <laughs> can you hear me? My new neighbor is kind of getting my goat. He, I bought a new truck. Because, a truck? Well, because I'm, yeah, it's so Girls cool. can't drive trucks. What? That's not allowed. Girl, no, it is. Is it pink? Is it a pink? Girls, can you see it from the window? Let's see. It's blue. Can you see it at all? I see the top of it, yeah. Oh, okay. that, that looks like an old truck. Yes, yeah, so because I moved to North Carolina, 
um, I was like, might as well just go for it, you know? And I need a car because I've been traveling so much in like Fannie and cars. So I bought a blue F one fifty F one hundred. I don't know anything about trucks, but I found out in Craigslist. F one hundred nineteen seventy six. It's beautiful. It's got like you know, it drives like this. Yeah, so much fun. You know that you know you're officially a lesbian now. (laughs) It's probably not a great thing to say. (laughs) I don't. Anyway, it's a um, joke, everybody. It's a joke. Is that do lesbians drive trucks? Is that a cliche? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess so. They drive like 1970s trucks, and they paint they paint their kitchen pink. And they... oh, <laughs> well then send some ladies my number. Um, no, but my neighbor, he's like obsessed. He's kind of kind of strange. I don't know. He's obsessed with it, and he just keeps like looking. I don't know. He just keeps talking to me all day about the truck, and I have no idea. He's like asking me questions about it, and I it's like. My first car I bought in. I He's no like, what, what kind of carburetor is that got in it? Yeah, stuff like this. Like, so, I don't know. Every time I go outside, like I'm just trying to like hide behind stuff, like just to avoid talking about it. <laughs> really? It's really that yeah, bad. Yeah, huh? just really bored, and he's he just like one of the neighbors that always sits on his porch, like constantly. He's just like waiting for someone to talk oh, to. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Pre coffee. I've had like two, you know, two French presses now, so I'll be, I'll go out and say something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, let's talk about it now. You gotta prime yourself up for it. And it runs okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. It got a new engine. He, the guy I bought it from just put a new engine in, so it's got only 20,000 miles. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh-huh. I can use it for characters when I finally, when we can do festivals, I'm gonna throw all this stuff in the trunk. Nice, nice. Um, and I can sleep in like the, this <laughs> sounds sounds really sad on YouTube now. Uh, I can <laughs> like sleep in just like the seat, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I'll have someone that hangs out me for the festivals. <laughs> Get a you know, tent or something. You could put something. You could put a camper on the back of that and have a little shelter back there. Yeah. I know it's gonna be so fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You like driving the big truck, huh? Is it a yeah, is it a, sh- a stick shift? Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. I also had a Ford F one fifty, but it wasn't it wasn't that old. It's an F one hundred though. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I like the ninth. I like the fifties version of the F one hundred. Oh, like the really old, like round ones. Yeah, those are so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one of those yesterday, actually. Do you have in the truck? Do you have like one of the little knobs that you turn for the radio, or is is it like an old school radio, or you have a new radio system? The cool thing is, he actually put there's no radio in it. He put in like a new um, music system or something in the glove compartment, Mm -hmm. so like no one will steal it out. and it like it looks all old school still, but it plays like an ox chord. Oh, nice, yeah. cool. Yeah, the way he sold it to me is like he played. Well, I was like, I like your truck, you know, on Craigslist, and then he was we were messaging back and forth, and he's like, okay, I'll show you, I'll do a video, you know, the inside, and he's playing Stevie Nicks, and like it was raining in the truck, he had the truck, and it looks all shiny, and I was like, I'll take it, you know. Nice. But you can't resist. <laughs> nice, cool. Congratulations. I just got my driver's license yesterday. Really. My international driver's license, yeah. So I can drive in the EU now, finally. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but they have these car rental services. You can just rent a car. Like, it's kind of like renting a scooter, You but you just rent the car. So they have a okay. bunch of these cars around, and that's probably how I'll use cars. I don't think I'm going to buy one. Yeah, in Europe, it's so... You, you can get around so easy. It's yeah. so beautiful. So... That's cool. What are, you, what are you loving right now? Is it your truck, or is, there, or is it your pink room there or what is it what what's what are you liking right now um 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of things. Um, life is. What, what's really your favorite hard, thing but... right now? Okay, um, favorite thing. Favorite, favorite thing is I bought a bottle of absinthe yesterday. Real absinthe, for sure. It's real. It's lucid absinthe from France. They can only buy two types of absinthe in North Carolina. There's absinthe, which doesn't have wormwood in it. It's like the one with the Van Gogh on it, you know. And then they have absinthe that the the lucid type type and it has the wormwood in it. So it's and it's not like the dyed one. It's actually really nice, like with all natural herbs and yeah. So that's been fun. Have you been drinking it with friends or by yourself? <laughs> uh, I've been sharing it, yeah. Okay. Have you had hallucinations? Although, huh? Have you been hallucinating on it, or what's it like? No, that's all a myth, you know? Like, the, the, like Wormwood has the Thujone in it, but, like, the amount of... I think there's a little bit of a psychoactive element in Thujone, but, like, the um, that's why it's legal now in the U.S. since 2007, because, like, the amount of through Joan or Wormwood or whatever the psychoactive thing would be in it is like so little compared to like if you were to ever get a psychoactive effect you have died way longer like, you'd have from, died a long time from, alcohol. from alcohol poisoning ah I see yeah. so what is it is it just the flavor that you like or what yeah I mean it's it's really good I like I like the yeah, it's like you do like the the water drip inside, and then it makes it. It's just like beautiful. Like you when you when you have the absinthe, it starts out as like a clear. It can be any color, like white or green. But this one has like the green effect from like the green anise, and then when you add the water, it turns into this beautiful like white cloud. Oh wow! And yeah, it's really pretty. And yeah, I like the flavor. The flavors like if you get a good one, it has like all these different flavors in it. Um, so, and it's a nice feeling. It's like I don't like drinking drinking a lot, so it's like a nice like. Little, like, little glasses are in there. Okay. Have you ever drank it with your neighbor? The one that likes to chat with you a lot? Maybe that would be fun. Maybe you should... He's, like, more of a moonshine guy, but... Oh, really? Yeah, he's definitely a moonshine guy. Maybe you should combine what you love right now with what's getting your goat right now. That's a good point. Yeah, bring it all together. Yeah, it'll cancel each other out. My hero's journey. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. So, so how about the question, how do you keep from burning out? It sounds like... I'll let you answer that, but it sounds like you kind of already gave the answer to that because you like to work around people. Yeah, which has been a thing with all this. Um, I would say I did, I don't know if I burned out, but I have not been doing, like, drawing, which is, like, killing me, um, which I'm happy, you, you know, I think is almost a bit of a sign, like, you asked for this interview just about when I just moved here and, like, things are kind of, like, I've been all over the place the last few months, so it's been more of just, like, getting life in order. Mm -hmm. Unless, like, having, you know, hours to sit down and draw. When usually I'm someone, like, no matter, you know, no matter what I'm doing, I'm constantly drawing. <coughs> so if it's, like, just having breakfast or driving, I'm always drawing. Um, but lately it's, like, nothing. Maybe mm -hmm. it's because, like, I have, you know, like, the feeling of despair when it's, like, when will characters ever be a thing again? And just, like, kind of shutting down a bit. And, like, I need to be, like, the fear of the future. Like, I need to be more, like, creative and I need to figure out how to have, like, a income mm -hmm. um you know one of those things that people need um but so i think i um burnout yeah i think this kind of ties into what you're saying burnout like i would say that's a bit of burnout like burnout in the way of like just losing inspiration and losing drive and like losing that passion but um i think like re always reconnecting with artists and mm -hmm. people that like with you you know i'm like really inspired by you 
and we have like worked together and so it's like oh my gosh this feeling I, when I'm like talking to you I have that feeling of like us drawing together in Prague and like those good feelings of drawing and and um I do a lot of that was great. I just watched a video popped up of the one that you did of that Indian guy, and I shot that short little video of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it made, me, it made me laugh, yeah. It was a good memory. They should post the dance videos, too. I, didn't, I sadly stopped doing the dance of the day thing. Yeah, you totally flaked out on that, but so did I. I did, too. But I was waiting for you, but then I used that as an excuse not to keep dancing. Yeah. Never, never have an excuse to keep dancing. <laughs> Yeah, so it's basically just the last thing. Uh, looking at artists for inspiration, like, I think that's always a big thing. Is like when you see somebody doing art that you're like, oh my gosh, that's incredible, and then I just want to draw because of it. So I found an artist um, recently that I would love to. I was like, oh my god, I want to draw again. So, yeah. What was the artist? Who's the artist? I'm also she's a French artist. And it's, like a, it's actually a cartoon from the 80s, like a comic strip from the 80s that is usually like, it's like a magenta black-white color scheme and it's just like the faces are really like sleek and um, cartoony and it's really nice. I'll send it to you. Hmm. And then I forget the name. Okay. Let's see. One more question and then let's look at the artwork. Did you get it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the question is, what is your favorite thing to do for yourself? And that can be just a personal thing, or it can be like uh, something like for your art practice, or anything like self-care, or anything. Is there like a favorite ritual or thing that you do for yourself? Um, I hula hoop every day. Oh yeah. So I have like two traveling hula hoops. That's Usually right. I bring them with me whenever I go somewhere. It's like I find it really centering. Maybe it's like my version of meditation. I don't know if that makes sense, but like. So it's really soothing to me. I listen to like music and I hula hoop and Can you sing. send me a video of you hula hooping? I wanna put it in the video right right here. I wanna put it in the video. Sure, I have that I posted it on Facebook. I, I've been trying like I've been working on like a hula hoop dance and hopefully I can do it for something eventually. But um I'm trying to do like tricks and stuff. So I did this one trick recently where I smacked myself in the face and I posted it on. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I want that, that one. Or I can actually send you a nice one. <laughs> I want that Correct. one too. I want the one of the hula hoop hitting you in the face. Yeah, I think it's a better one, honestly. <laughs> have you have you been juggling at all? Yeah, yeah, I'm working on hula hooping and juggling at the same and, time. Oh, that's awesome. Have you heard of Have you uh, heard the guy that can beatbox and rap at the same time? No, that doesn't make sense. How's that possible? It's incredible. It's amazing. That's cool. And it's funny because in the video he goes, now I'm going to beatbox and rap at the same time. And then he does it. And it's crazy. But can he, can he juggle too, though? That's yeah, real. can he juggle hula hoop, rap, and beatbox at the same time? That would be something. Then I'll be impressed. I mean, anything without juggling and hula hooping is just like... <laughs> I've, been, I've been juggling. Like I've been practicing. Really? So I can, I can do a couple. But I can't keep it really going. But I can I can get it like the flow started anyway. So if you got that, yeah, it just takes practice. Uh, yeah, sure. Like uh, I have I have a character Instagram on my other Instagram. I have at Crystal Art Co, which is the kind of the company that I myself kind of have been doing just when I travel. Mm -hmm. um, and like in Belfast, I'm using that one, and then. Um, when things get going in North Carolina, I've been doing some like festivals and uh, Outer Banks. Um, they're just really fun. So, 
Hmm. Cool. At Chris Marco, is that? <laughs> Would you do you want to endorse the uh, pink paint that you put on your wall back there? What kind of paint is that? It's actually called Princess Pink. <laughs> <laughs> Paint your house princess pink and you'll never have any problems. And there it is, folks. All right. Kim Trutzen, everybody. Check her out on Crystal Co. Art. Right? Chris, no? Nope. <laughs> Crystal Art Co. There you go. All right. Yeah, I'll put a link below. Make sure that you subscribe and hit the little notification bell and leave some sure. comments down there and buy the Famous When I'm Dead coffee mug and become a Patreon for two, five, or $10 a month and just support all that stuff. That would be really cool. And send the video to all your friends and make some popcorn and watch it with all your art friends and we can all be one big happy family. Kettle corn is the best. Yeah, or kettle corn, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Your podcast is awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you like it? I love it, yeah. Okay, cool. Please give me a million dollars and the fridge with a padlock. And, hell yeah, huge pectoral muscles.